He's Christian. He is Jimmer. Welcome we, back. To two physical therapists and a bag of chips. There you have it. The Rebound Therapy and Wellness Clinic Podcast. That's us. We got some snats. I'm hoping this is the last bag of snats that we'll see in a while. Last bag of snats. Limon y chamilio, which is lemon and thyme. Yeah. If that doesn't sound appealing, I don't know what does. We'll get into that in a minute. Why can't the Spanish use like vinegar like the rest of the civilized world? Why do they have to use lemon? I don't know. It smells thymey. Yep. They look uh, like they look like little discs. They do. They look like uh, like frisbees. Quaker oat chip things, like rice cake. Things. Rice cakey. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Is there rice in there? Well, it's cereal grains and soy. We'll get we'll get to this in a minute. All right, yeah. Liz Frank. I don't know. Liz Liz so, yeah. so today's topic: Liz Frank fracture and or injury. the The word has become slightly interchangeable uh, in terms of research these days. So. I always learned it as a Liz Frank fracture, so I, I still tend to use that. But yeah, but anyway, Liz Frank injury works. Uh, the best description of what that is is essentially a midfoot sprain or a fracture dislocation of the metal tarsals from the tarsals. So this is a good chunk of the forefoot that is no longer where it should be relative to the rest of your foot. Yeah. Yeah. Not not a not a good injury. Bad no, injury. No, it's it's not good. It is it is named for the French field surgeon from Napoleon's army, Jacques Liz Frank de Saint Martin. The reason he got this injury named for him is because he would perform amputations along uh, the tarsal metatarsal line, and this would allow the cavalry soldiers to return to combat much sooner than letting their feet actually heal up. So it wasn't at all uncommon to see a cavalry man with half of a foot. Half of his foot missing. Yeah. Yeah. That can't be the best solution. Yeah. The uh, quickest. But. Yeah, well, the quickest. And that's what it was. It was all about being combat ready. And so the, the way this injury typically occurs and why it occurs so often in, in soldiers on horseback is that your foot is in a stirrup and you are somehow dismounted, but your foot does not come out of your stirrup, resulting in a large torquing force on the the front half of your foot and the rest of your body and the back half of your foot going in an opposite direction. And so these days we tend to see this injury most often with sports-wise football or in in really interesting kind of ankle sprain or, or poor stepping off of curbs type of injuries. Yeah, foot kind of gets caught underneath you. and Yeah, so it's often – misdiagnosed initially as an ankle sprain because the mechanism of injury is, is is very often torquing on your ankle and you can have a sprain at the same time of your ankle as well and, and all the common pain and discomfort that comes with that and you won't progress as quickly as you would expect with with a with an ankle sprain and so recovery is generally quite slow with this because of the intensity of the injury the the force needed to, to cause an injury like this is, is quite high plus it's virtually impossible to immobilize properly right it, it takes a long time traditionally they will try to make you non-weight bearing put you in, in a boot of some sort or at the very least some sort of cast or splint and this can take six to eight weeks which is a long time Every once in a while, the injury is so significant that they will do screws and plates or some other kind of surgical stabilization right off the bat. 
Unfortunately, at times, because people don't recognize that this is a, a different injury from an ankle sprain and continue to walk on it, continue to walk on it, you'll have what's called a malunion, uh, which is essentially where things didn't heal like they were supposed to, and that will cause chronic pain, and that will result in, in a corrective surgery later that can be substantially more involved than screws and plates. A good old friend, the New York foot doctor, mm-hmm. yep. um, has, uh, has some interesting articles and, and photos of recent cases that he did. I saw one that he did last week mm-hmm. that was misdiagnosed. Um, and, and like Christian said, if you have an ankle sprain, a lot of times they'll take an x-ray of your ankle, but they won't take an x-ray of your forefoot. So they're, they're pretty easy to miss. You can definitely miss them. I mean, in the clinic here, it's, it's difficult to tell. It's certainly irritable upon palpation and, and certain movements, but if you're not sure, we always refer them out to a, to a foot specialist just to double check because it's definitely worth getting on this sooner rather than later because your opportunity to recover is, is so much better. Yeah, I have not seen a lot of these. I've actually seen two lately, which is kind of probably why this came up earlier than anything. That's pretty impressive. Were they yeah. football players? Or? No, no, both. Unfortunately, this the same sort of thing. Uh, one lady was walking in New York City. There was They were doing construction on one of the curbs. It was later at night. Uh, she wasn't really paying attention, sort of stepped off of the curb and proceeded to fracture, dislocate her forefoot from, from the rest of her, her foot there. So I only saw her much, much later. She was, I think, about four months out uh, from the injury by the time she came in here. And she's doing okay, but it's it's a slow recovery. It takes it takes time, and it's it's hard. It's really really hard because there's usually a lot of atrophy after being in in the boot or or, or post surgically that you have to try to to get back, both in the foot and the ankle, and a lot of times the calf. And then you haven't been walking for a while, and so you lose just general strength in the whole limb. And then there's a lot involved with the recovery from these, and so they're pretty pretty complex. Thankfully, pretty rare. But definitely out there and, and does occur. Yeah, and, and, and challenging to recover from. Yeah. Um, especially if you look at the amount of articulations in in the midfoot, forefoot, rear foot. If you imagine that nothing there is moving the way it should, it can make walking challenging, let alone running or sprinting or planting or yeah. cutting or doing those activities that usually are involved in, in, so, um, yeah. in athletics. Yeah. I mean, the most well-known cases in America are uh, recently like Julio Jones, the receiver for the Atlanta Falcons, fractured his foot, I think, both in college and then did it again in in the pros. Uh, Also, uh, Yao Ming, the basketball player, he was a large individual. And after a certain period of time, he had to give up basketball basically because of the fact that they couldn't stabilize the foot based on the the demands of the sport and, and the fact that he was seven feet seven inches, six inches tall. and He was pretty tall, dude. Pushing 300-something pounds, probably. Yeah. So, you know, very rare, but definitely uncomfortable and, and take a long time to recover. This is not a – this is a season killer, right, for you. If this happens during the season, you're, you're probably not getting back there anytime soon, unfortunately. No. No, it ended my career. Did it? No, not really. Yeah, I figured it was a knee problem for you. It was – just want to bring that up briefly, and I think that's kind of all we have to say about it, really. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 there's going to be some interesting pictures this week. So if you're kind of curious as to what it is, what it looks like, uh, Christian's mm-hmm. got a whole library of, of pictures that are going to be out on the Insta Twitter and Snapgram 
or the other ones? The whole deal. Yep. Trivia time. Last week's question. Name the author of On Her Majesty's Secret Service, Dr. No and Thunderball. Jimmer mentioned that it was a uh, James Bond guy, so it's pretty obviously Ian Fleming. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, pretty pretty quick there on that one. Pretty easy question, I think. That's a good one. This week's question, we're going to potato chip question. The air in a potato chip bag is not air at all. What is it? And it's there for a reason. It is. It's a very important reason. So we're always talking about the air-to-chip ratio, but Mm -hmm. we're going to have to start correcting that. Well, once you open the bag, though, things change. Wow. So in yeah, a, clo- a sealed bag, yeah, in a sealed bag of potato chips, yeah. That that leads perfectly into uh, the fact that we're not having potato chips, but we're having we're having cereal and soy crackers. baked lemon and thyme snats of some Limon Itomilio. These were also um, hand carried by um, by Jean Smith, our lovely Jean, from uh, her trip to Spain where she visited her daughter. I think they ate all the good chips. I think that's this is all that was left. And she good brought theory. these for us, yeah. This is a strong working theory. Uh, chip to error ratio, uh, uh, a robust 55%. Even after the hand carry, many broken pieces, but still a robust 55%. Well, it's because they all look like shrimp crackers. I'm or, just going to eat a big one. All right. I'm going to start with a small one. I mean, definitely getting a lot of lemon. Crunchier. Enough lemon. Not. Um, the chip doesn't fall apart as quickly as the uh, the other guys. No, no, they're a different shape. Yeah. I don't know if it's the same. Well, it's not the same substance because the other one had like pea powder. Whole um, pea flour and rice grits. This is, um, you know, I, I know why I'm not going to like it. And I was like determined not to like it. They remind me of rice crackers. They're there. And I, and I strongly dislike rice crackers. I don't know why. I love rice. I love crackers. Not into the rice crackers. I think it's the lemon that's off-putting. Really when, lemony. I think thyme is not something that I associate with chips. Thyme is like something that you put on steak or. I mean, you smell the thyme, you don't taste it. I don't think. Do you taste the lemon? This one had no. This one had a little bit more lemon. I don't know what the red flakes are. Oh yeah, lemon, not lime. Sorry, lemon. I mean, mm. it looks like they have. I mean, I guess it's thyme. It looks I don't like. No, the red is something else. Like. Is that red? Pepper or tomato? I can't see what that um, is. No, because I don't speak Spanish. You don't read Spanish. Yeah, that too. No idea. I mean, it's a it's 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 a better chip than than what? Than well, the really the, bad ones. Than the bad one. Yeah, but it's that's not saying much. it's not a good chip. I'm gonna go with one thumb down. I'm gonna go with one thumb down. Well, but I'm also gonna revisit my old review of the other one, and and that's definitely a two thumbs down. I'm pretty sure I I put that one at a two thumbs yeah, down. Yeah, I think, already, I think yeah. you were. You it was. The chip got worse and worse the longer I spent. This with it. this makes me long for uh, last week when we had the Sapatos heat chips. And I couldn't, food and I, yeah. yeah, and I couldn't eat them because my um, because my I had some dental had some work dental done, surgery so I done. couldn't crunch. Well, you had one or two. These so. you can have when you these will just melt in your mouth, right? Yeah. If you keep them there long enough. Pretty not not great. Oh well, well thank you for listening today. Uh, next week we're going to go over return to participation principles. So this is return to sport or return to specific activity. Since it's hard to make that specific across the board, we're going to go with what we call principles just so we have a general idea of what we're talking about for most things. We're going to review the sensible portions, veggie, chips, cheddar, cheese flavor, compliments of Mr. Covisto. What happened to all the good chips? We got to go chronologically. We'll get there again eventually. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, keep your eye out for our uh, upcoming In the Chips with Barry segment. We've done a 
guest review for him, so so that'll be out there at some point. If you're not subscribed to him, he's hilarious and totally worth. If you like chips, there's no reason why you shouldn't be. Yeah, you should be all over that. You guy. should be on Chipolytics and you should be watching Barry. Yeah. If you like the show today, please tell a friend, follow, review, subscribe. If you're looking for permission on this topic, follow us throughout the week on Instagram and Twitter. For more information on Rebound Therapy and Wellness Clinic, check out our website, reboundclinic.com. He's Christian. He's Jimmer. Thanks for listening.